And um, I'm going to finish Tom's story that he started with the little text thing. Um, can you put up this first slide? We're going to back this up a little bit because this is proof. <laughs> you probably can't see. So before Tom and I decided, you know, let's try the little eldership thing, um, he said, I asked him, do I have to teach? <laughs> and he said, well, you're already teaching. It's just in a different way. I said, okay. <laughs> so then this came. I'm standing in my kitchen. He texts, do you, do you feel like preaching a sermon or not so much? I said, what? Um, I haven't ever tried. What happened to baby steps? And was this message supposed to go to somebody else? <laughs> he said, we'll talk at 5.30 because we had a meeting. And he said, so what do you think? And I said, nope. <laughs> and he said, well, I know you're a slow processor, so why don't you think about it and tell me an answer at the end of the week? You want to show the next one? <laughs> Brat. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> so there's the rest of that story. And here we are. <sighs> So, but I don't want that to be my response. I don't want the no to be my automatic. I had to take time and I hesitated and that's kind of where we're gonna spend some time today. So, um, if you'll pray with me. Lord, thank you for what you're doing this morning. Thank you for the move you're already doing in this house beyond this morning, before this morning you prepared the way. Lord, I just ask that you would be everything in this and nothing of me and all of you and all of your words, not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so I don't want that to be my automatic response is the no. I hesitated and I thought, what if he had done that for me? If he had said no? Was that his automatic response? Was a yes? I thought, without a doubt. But then I got to thinking, no, he hesitated too. You know, he had the choice. He hesitated. He said, take this from me. Don't make me drink of this cup. And he still said yes. So I've got a couple stories for you. Um, one of them, some of you followed my friend Sharon on Facebook mm -hmm. and her story of what a miracle she is today. I'm going to try to do this without crying because when I cry, I can't talk unlike some people. <laughs> I've got him. Thank you. <laughs> so um, a while back, Katie had taught on remove the clutter. And then we heard Monica on Make Room, right? Then Pastor came and he talked about, um, God wants me to, but I can't afford it. God wants me to blank, blank, and I can't afford it. And then Katie was kind of a, God wants me to blank, but I can't. And I want to shorten, God wants me to, period. 
Great. So um, Sharon and I have been friends for a long, long time. And, and her mom was going to have surgery. Her mom was a couple of ways. She came to town so that she could be here after surgery happened and spend the recovery with her family, help take care of her. And before surgery was going to happen, we decided, let's have a girls' night. <laughs> so um, went over on a, I think it was a Friday or Saturday evening, and kicked her husband out of the house. <laughs> Got in her jammies, watched a Christmas movie, and ate snacks, of course, chocolate. <laughs> And I knew when I was sitting there watching the movie, I heard the, you need to pray for her before you leave. You need to pray for her before you leave. I knew. And we watched the movie and we had our snacks and her husband came back and I, I knew, you're supposed to pray for her before you leave. And I knew that when I was walking out the door. I knew I was supposed to pray for her, and I walked out the door. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the next day came and went, and I came to church, and the next day came and went, and Monday I worked a 10-plus-hour day, <clears throat> and on my way home, my car wanted to go home, and so did I, and I heard you need to pray for her. Okay, so I called Sharon, I'm coming over. So they fed me dinner, didn't know that was an extra perk. And before we left, before I left, her husband and Sharon and I laid hands on her mom and prayed for her. For her, for the surgeon, for the cleaning people, for the anesthesiologists and everybody in between, so that everything would go okay. And she had surgery the next morning and everything went beautiful. I'm glad I listened. <clears throat> because I didn't know <clears throat> that on Christmas Day, I would get a message that my friend Sharon was in the hospital. And she went to ICU. And it was COVID. And she went on a vent. And had a trach. And, and, and. Thought we were gonna lose her. A couple of times. But God, <laughs> but God. And I didn't figure out till later, later, later. Hmm. I'm so glad I listened because that would have been the last time I saw my friend alive. So thankful for the miracle she is today. <clears throat> the next little different story um, Michelle comes with me sometimes. She's my um, husband's niece, and um, we were going to go to lunch. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? You know the game. <laughs> Unless you join me on my little brunches, and then you pick two. You pick two. You pick two, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> right. Um, so we decided, you know, she went on vacation with me the summer before. You really liked scallops. The only place in town that I really know has sea scallops, let's go to Iron Chef, right? So we went to lunch at Iron Chef. She'd never been there before, one of Joe's favorite places. So went to Iron Chef, sat down in a little, you know, you get to sit with people. And so there was a lady over here and some kids over here. 
we're talking, enjoying lunch, trying to eat the scallops. <laughs> and I heard, that's a grandma. We're talking, eating lunch, and I heard, those are her grandkids. We're talking, minding our own business, there's a custody issue. Talking, minding our own business, you need to pray for her before you leave. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, um, we, Michelle and I, is my buddy, didn't hesitate with that one. I said, we need to pray for her before we leave. So, we need to pray for you before you leave, right? And in the middle of Iron Chef, she gathered her little ducklings and the grandma and came and stood all around and she said, these kids have never seen anything like this before. And I said, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And we prayed for her and we prayed for the grands and we prayed for the parents because we have no clue what's going on and whatever's happening in the court and things get straightened out and they're supposed to be where they need to be, right? Those kids had never heard anything like that before. That lady and I are still in contact today. She doesn't live in state, but thank Jesus, he knows what he's doing. So what was that is my question. One of my closest friends. I was, what was that? I didn't, I hesitated. Strangers. Didn't think twice. What's that about? So, I don't want no to be the automatic response. I want it to be that yes, because we don't know whose lives we're touching. What will come from that? I don't know what's going to happen with those kids. But when I was little, I remember what happened in that restaurant? Kind of like Tammy and the Boots. <sighs> Tammy and the Boots. Remember the Boots story? Yeah, there you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. So where was the focus is the question for me. I like, was it focused on, on my anxiety? Was the focus not on him, if I'm hesitating like that? John 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Let's look at the amplified version. <clears throat> Can all of that fit on there? The sheep that are my own hear my voice and they listen to me. I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life that they'll never, ever, by any means, perish, and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. So he's saying... You hear me. Are you listening? I listened. In one instance, I followed. In the other one, 
I followed later. <laughs> I followed. Are you hearing him? Are you listening? And the big one for me is the following. I think that's where the God wants me to, period. We've got to clear out the clutter. What was that about? So for me, I think it's, um, I was, I don't know, I shouldn't have been afraid for Sharon's house. I shouldn't have been afraid. I was a little, well, today I am. <laughs> today it's lots of reasons. I'm fearful. I'm thinking um, this isn't going to have the results I want, whatever that is, or I'm not worthy enough to be in front of you doing this, or all kinds of things. For some people, it could be pride that he mentioned earlier, and laziness, or um, I've done this before and I was disappointed. I don't know how to start, I don't know how to begin. Maybe impatience in his timing, where you're hoping you'd get an answer sooner. Another little example, um, a more recent one. I saw something I wanted and I didn't even know that I wanted it until it was in front of me. And didn't even know it existed. And so I wanted that thing and I picked it up and I started looking and I started, you know, um, spending time and getting attached. Did I ask God if that was what he wanted for me? Nope. So I said, I was getting so distracted, so distracted. And I thought, God, if this is what you want for me, then okay. And if it's not, then shut it down. I didn't know if I could, <clears throat> but I knew he could, and he did. Didn't want him to, and it stung, and it hurt, and I was upset, and I had a tantrum. <laughs> I hate to admit that, but I was sitting back there Sunday, um, last Sunday morning, and as Katie was teaching, and in my head saw this little baby in diapers fall on the floor, wailing and screaming and crying and sitting in the diaper and sitting in the diaper and sitting in the diaper. Not getting up, just sitting in the diaper. And then the hand came along and picked the child up and stood them on the feet and took their hand and walked on. So. Me and my toddler self, <laughs> throwing the tantrum. I, it was really weird because I don't see myself as a toddler. I see myself as a you know, daughter trying to dig into the depths of what my daddy wants for me. Yeah, I guess I was a toddler then in that stuff. So I don't want milk, I want the meat. I'm hungry. I hope you're hungry. <laughs> and I think that goes back to the God wants me to and clearing out the clutter, clearing out the fear, cluttering the clutter of my own desires and my own ways and his ways is what I want, not mine. 
although I like mine sometimes. <laughs> but I want his will, not mine, whatever that is. Daddy doesn't give the keys to the car to the toddler. He gives the keys to the car to the at least teenager. We have to be, you know, grown enough in him to handle the car and the speed that it brings and all the dangers and risks, right? And to live that out. And to want his presence more than I want his presence. I want his gifts, but I want him. Chase the, the giver, not the gift. So Tom already touched on it this morning when he's up here about the spending time with your daddy. I think that's how we get there, to clear the clutter and make the room. Spend your time with your daddy. Don't you have kids come home from school and say, how are you doing? Tell me about your day. Come sit on my lap. Let me feed you. Let's go bathe you, right? And that's what he's wanting too. Spend time with me. How was your day? Come sit in my lap. Let me hold you. Let me feed you. Let me bathe you. That's as vulnerable as you can get. <laughs> he loves us, and he wants that for us. But sometimes I get in his way. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> I don't want to be in his way. He lets us get in his way. I think it's a teaching moment because I didn't learn about my hesitation with Sharon and that may be being the last time I saw her until way later. He let me do that. And then, then I learned what it could happen when you hesitate. So I guess this could be a God wants me to blank, period, get out of his way. He gave us our own will, so how do we let go of ours to want his? So I started digging into verses um, for today, and a lot of them came out to be like obedience types of things. And obedience to me sounds more like a have to. And this feels so much more than that. This is like a want to, not a have to. I don't want to have to do that. Have to is legalistic, this is a want to. I want to be ready when he calls. I want to be ready when he's asked to do something on his behalf. Why would I stop that? How do I get out of the way? So the foundation of all of this is prayer, that spending the time with him. <clears throat> and that prayer is sometimes feels like it's this way, right? But really, it's a two-way conversation that never stops. 
Am I in the place where I can hear him? Am I taking the time to slow down? And like the, the stillness is essential. I gotta get the clutter out of my head. I gotta spend time because if I don't, I won't hear. That's me. I don't know how it works for you. But if I'm not quiet enough and spending that time, then I may not hear what I need to hear. And how can I follow if I'm not hearing? So I'm asking for divine appointments when I'm spending time with him. That's what Iron Chef was. <coughs> we didn't know we were going to lunch. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? God had a different plan. He put us right at that table where she was, where those kids were. Divine appointments. And then expect praying for divine appointments, and then expecting. The definition of expectation, expecting is to anticipate or look forward to. So if you're praying and asking for divine appointments and expecting for them to come and recognizing them when you see them, being aware of what he wants you to do, what he wants you to say, what he does not want you to do, Make sure you're listening purposefully, intentionally. And then the follow. Are you the willing vessel? <laughs> Sometimes. Or is your automatic response no? If I get in my way, I get in his way. The good news is, he tells us we don't have to fear. <laughs> he goes before us to prepare the way. He knew that day what was going to happen. I had no clue. Chris, will you pull up the Psalm 32, 8? He says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you who are willing to learn with my eye upon you. He will equip you. And equip means make ready or prepare. So if you're expecting, he knows what's coming, and then you're listening, and you're being aware, he's already prepared it. He's already teaching you and giving you what you need to be able to do the follow. Hebrews 13, 21. May the Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him. And Luke 10, 19. For the note takers in the house. I have given you authority. Given is past tense. 
He's already given it to you. You've already got it. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. He's prepared the way. Nothing's going to snatch us out of his hand. It's okay. So why the hesitation? He prepares the way. He equips us. He crushes the head of the snakes so we can do his will. And the only thing standing in the way So the, the crushing, the pressing, the process is not easy. Of the letting go of that hesitation and whatever it is for you that has held you back. I hope that you seek that out in yourself. So that we can follow. I want us to be in a place, I pray, I pray, I pray that we are in a place of freedom, more so than we already have, and moving in him. Clearing out the clutter, making room, listening, and doing. We heard the action word already this morning. The doing. <laughs>